Well, good morning, everyone. Well, take a look around. It's great to see God's house filled this Easter, Easter morning. I want to welcome everyone that may be first time guests that are here today. Also want to welcome everyone that's watching online. Today we celebrate. We celebrate what God did for you and for me. You know, as we look at what Jesus did, we look back to why he came to this earth. Why did we need a savior? Because the world was broken. The world was full of sin. And there had to be that perfect sacrifice that would come, the Lamb of God, the perfect Lamb of God that came, lived a perfect life, but then gave his life for you and for me. How many were here on Good Friday as we really honored and we looked through scripture at what Jesus did? It's powerful what he did for you and for me. Here he was, God, the only son, came to the earth, lived a perfect life, and the reward that he got for living the perfect life, he was beaten, he was spat upon, he was hung on a cross for you and for me. And just before he died, he said these words, it is finished, it is finished. The Greek word for it is finished is tetelestai, which means the debt has been paid in full. You see, the wages of sin is death. There had to be a fulfillment of that death, and Jesus Christ came to pay the debt in full. You know, for a lot of people, that would have been the end of the story, but why we gather today is because three days later, he did just what he said he was gonna do. He rose from the dead. He gave his life and rose for you and for me. Jesus is alive. That's why we're here today. And a tradition that goes all the way back to Bible times is when the minister comes on Easter morning and says, he is risen. Your response is boldly, he is risen indeed. So let's try that today. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Wow. Hey, if you're watching at home, I want to hear you coming through these cameras. Let's do it one more time. He is risen. He is risen indeed. We live in a world where people are looking for hope. They're looking for real love, acceptance. They're looking for God's mercy every day. We see a world that's lost. But I want to tell you this morning, Hope has a name. Real love has a name. Mercy has a name. Acceptance has a name. And his name is Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Let's look together in 1 Peter chapter 1, starting in verse 3. It says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, in his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. Verse 6. In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have to suffer grief 
and trials of all kinds. How many have suffered a few trials in your life? I'm glad I'm not alone. Verse seven, it says, these have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even through refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. There was a purpose in why he came. There's a purpose in why he died. But the greater purpose is that he lives. And because he lives, there's so much inheritance that we walk in and we receive every single day. You see, we're not of this world. We don't have to walk through the world like everyone else walks with doubt and fear, trepidation. We walk totally different than the world walks because he lives. In your notes, there are three points I wanna go over today. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. There are only three days that we need to concern ourselves with. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow. You see, so many people are caught up in their yesterday. So many people, that's all they can think about is their yesterday. It was yesterday that I made that mistake. It was yesterday that I had success. It was yesterday that I had friends. Yesterday is gone. There's no need to worry and live in regrets and live thinking about what if I would have done this, could have done this, what would have happened differently. Yesterday is gone, church. So many people, they concern themselves constantly with our yesterdays. Other people, they're so worried about what tomorrow will bring. Oh gosh, what's tomorrow gonna look like? Am I gonna be able to get gas tomorrow? Is there gonna be toilet paper tomorrow? <laughs> tomorrow has not come. And the Bible says that tomorrow will worry about itself, not to live and worry about tomorrow. So what that leaves us is today. Today is what will make tomorrow great. The decisions that we make today, the choices that we make today, when we wake up in the morning, what's our attitude towards the day that's in front of us? We can't do anything about yesterday, but how we're gonna make tomorrow great is to live with purpose today, to live in the moment of today, to live in the moment with your spouse right here, right now, today with your children. Oh, I wish I would have done this a year ago. A year's gone. But you know what today can bring? Today can bring healing. Today can bring peace. Today can change the very trajectory of your life by making choices that I'm going to make today to serve my Lord and my Savior, Jesus Christ. Psalm chapter 118, verse 24, it says, 
This is the day which the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. It doesn't say we're gonna wake up and go, oh, another day, I gotta work at this job with this boss. Of all the bosses I could have had, I got this boss. If that's your attitude today, you're gonna have a bad day. <laughs> but if you wake up and you say, God, this is the day you made. I choose to rejoice and be glad in it and live in the moment and make decisions to follow you and to love those that are around me with your love. So many people, they feel that they're defined by their past mistakes, the mistakes that they made, the shame that they feel, the things that they may have done in their yesteryears. But today is a new day, church. Today's a new day for you and for me. Today's your best day. That's what we have is right now. Everyone take a deep breath. <sighs> that breath was a gift from God. And when you live your moments, taking those breaths, rejoicing and giving thanks and having a heart of gratitude for what God has done, your days will change your tomorrow. Can you say amen? Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Number two, because he lives, all fear is gone. It's been crazy these last two years. Things that were certain are now uncertain. The world's gone mad. We've been isolated, we've been alone, we've, we've disconnected. And what happens is the enemy has a field day in our hearts and in our minds when we're alone and when we're isolated. When you feel that anxiety, when you feel that fear, when you feel that uncertainty, that's not from God. God says that he's not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and soundness of mind. We live in a crazy world, but this is not our world. We're only passing through. The Bible says that we're aliens to this world. So in all the uncertainty, the interest rates, the gas prices, <laughs> the housing market, all of this is causing fear to be like it's never been in the history of mankind. But what does God say about fear? Fear not. Do not be afraid is mentioned in the word of God 365 times. He gave us one for every day of the year. That's how important it is to fear not. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10, it says, so do not fear, for I'm with you. Do, do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I love that verse. When you feel alone, remember, he holds you up in his righteous right hand. So many people, they feel like they're doing life alone. They're living in this world alone. Do not fear, you are not alone because God holds you right here in his righteous right hand. A couple weeks ago, I took my grandkids to the zoo. And it was a madhouse. I hadn't been to the zoo in years. 
People are everywhere. They're running around. It was, it was crazy. And when we walked in, I said, what do you want to see today, Sadie? She's almost four. She said, I want to see the monkeys. I said, let's go see the monkeys then. And we go, there's monkeys everywhere in the zoo. And then she goes, I want to see the lizard. And so I thought there's going to be some little lizard, you know. You know the lizard you put on your ear kind of lizard? I'm like, where's the little lizard? Well, we go, she goes, it's over here, Pop. It's this giant dragon-looking thing. I thought, oh, my goodness. And she leans down. There's a glass rail there. I love to do this to my grandkids. I used to do it to my kids. I still do it to my wife, Elaine. But there's a little glass. She just put her cheek against it, looking at this nasty lizard that could take her head off in one bite. But there's a glass there. And I went, look very closely into his eyes, Sadie. She looked at this lizard, and I went, ah! Pop, what are you doing? Here's the thing. I would never have taken Sadie to the zoo and said, hey, have at it. She's three and a half years old. There's people I don't know in the zoo everywhere. There's animals that are behind cages, but I would never take a three-year-old to the zoo because it's not safe. She would freak out if I said, hey, I'll be in here eating some chicken nuggets, go have at it with the monkeys. But you know where everywhere I went with her? I held her hand and she looked at me and she said, I feel safe with you, Pop. She's happy as can be, but notice in this picture, why is she safe? Why she's happy is because she's protected. Pop's got her right by the hand, and we walked from exhibit to exhibit, no fear. How much greater God doesn't want you to fear. How much greater does God want you to know that you're not alone? He's with you. When you fear, you cling to him. When you have anxiety, you cling to him because his word promises that he will hold us up in his righteous right hand. So maybe you've come in on this Easter morning and you feel the cares of this world you're feeling the anxiety, the fears, the worry. I want you to know, Jesus Christ, he lives. And because he lives, all fear is gone in Jesus' name. We don't walk by fear. We walk by faith in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. And the third thing is, because he lives, life is worth living. Hear me, church, none of you are here by accident. The Bible says that he knit you together in your mother's womb, that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. There's not one, I'm looking around. There's not one mistake in this room. God has a plan and a purpose that is so worth living, but you need to do that surrendered to Jesus Christ. Today you may feel hopeless. You may feel like your life is not worth living, 
but I want you to know Jesus is the reason you're here today. Jesus Christ is the lover of your soul. Jesus doesn't make mistakes. He has a plan and a purpose for your life that is just yours. 2 Corinthians chapter five, verse 17, it says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. The new life has begun. Maybe you're in a dark place today. I've been in a dark place. But here's the key. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't quit. And know that God loves you and has a plan for your life. Colossians 2.14, it says, he canceled the record of all charges against us. And he took it away by the nailing it on the cross. Jesus Christ came, stretched out on the cross, tetelestai. Your debt has been paid in full because he lives. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know, I know who holds the future. Life is worth living. Hear me, church. Life is worth living because Jesus lives. Can you say amen? Wow. Powerful. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood applied to my sinful heart. Because of what Jesus did for me and for you, I'll never be the same again. I was lost, but now I'm bound. I was blind, but now I see so clearly. And the message of the cross is for all of us. The message of the cross is for everyone. To allow the blood to be applied to your broken heart, to your sinful heart, to your lost heart. You see, we're all invited to the kingdom of God. In this moment right now, this invitation goes to you. Where's your heart? Do you know Jesus? You've heard us talk about him today. You've heard us cheering for our risen savior, but do you know him personally? Have you allowed the blood of Jesus to cover the sinfulness of your heart? Have you allowed his redemption to redeem what was broken and put it together? The blindness will be gone the moment you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. Could we bow our heads and close our eyes as we close today? Father, just prepare our hearts for this moment. If you're here today, maybe you've walked in and these last two years have been really, really hard. And you feel that distance between you and God. You see, Jesus came as the bridge to bridge the gap between us and the Father. Maybe you were in church when you were younger and you just have walked away. You know what Jesus does? I love this. 
he leaves the 99 to go after the one. Maybe you feel like you're that one that's away from God. Today, Jesus is running after you. His arms are outstretched to you. He's saying, I love you. I gave my life for you. I've redeemed you. And I've called you by name because I love you that much. If you're here today, I'm not gonna call you out. I'm not gonna embarrass you. But the Bible says the angels rejoice in heaven when one person comes to know the Father. First service or close to 100 people raise their hand. But if you're here today and you say, Pastor Glenn, will you pray for me? I wanna know God. I've walked away from him, I'm ready to come home. Maybe you've never accepted him as your Lord and Savior and you're saying today, I want the redemption of Christ in my life to know him, to love him, and to serve him. And when I count to three, I want you just to raise your hand. No one looking around. This is between you, God, and me. And when you raise your hand, will you look at me? And when I see your hand, I'm gonna acknowledge it and you can put it right back down. But today is your day to allow Christ to be your Lord. If you wanna be included in this prayer, when I count to three, just raise your hand. One, two, three. Raise it up high, raise it up high. Wow, yes, 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 yes. Hands all over. Yes, I see your hands and yours up in this incline. Dozens and dozens. Raise it up high. Look at me when you raise your hand. Amen, amen, amen. Yes, yes, I see your hands and yours and yours and yours. Amen, amen. Welcome home. Jesus says, welcome home. Thank you. Anyone else want to be included in this prayer? Thank you so much. Church, can we give the Lord a great praise offering that he's so worthy of today? He's so good. Will you repeat this prayer after me as I pray? Let's pray this together. If you mean this in your heart, today is a new day for you. Repeat this prayer. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you gave your life so that I might know forgiveness. Today, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. Today, Easter Sunday, I accept you, Lord Jesus, as my Lord, my Savior, my God, and truly my best friend. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, he is risen. Thank you, Pastor Glenn. Would you stand to receive your Resurrection Day blessing today? And as the altar prayer team comes forward, I want to encourage you, after we dismiss in just a moment, if you would like prayer for any reason, come see one of these folks who are here to pray for you. And if you raised your hand, also feel free to come up and receive prayer today. I want to encourage you as you leave when we dismiss in a moment, we have photo booths for you and your family. We also have a memento that we would like to give you to remember this day. But to receive your blessing now, if you would just lift your hearts or maybe turn your palms upward in an attitude of receiving. May the Lord bless you with his resurrection life that you would know today his peace, his joy, and that you would have the hope 
of the resurrection to come. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in Jesus' name. I love you, church. Happy Resurrection Day.